Welcome to Authors Revealed. I'm Becky Anderson. Are you ready for a thriller? Fasten your seatbelt because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Two incredible authors who have a collaboration you've never seen before. A New York Times best-selling book was The Wife Between Us, and this is their new book, An Anonymous Girl, a psychological thriller that'll stay in your head for a long time. Well, and Sarah, it's so great to have you here. We are thrilled or thrillered to be here that you are, we are, we just love these books. We're glad we made it in, in between snowstorms. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Well, I just want to know, this book is your second collaboration together, and it's been out in the world seven weeks. So you were supposed to be here in January, but we know what's happened. But, you know, I cannot congratulate you enough for writing books that people, you, you started, and you better, you better put some time aside because, and just bathroom breaks is all you're going to get. But what is it like now? Because the huge success of The Wife Between Us, going out for that second book, w w was it a little, did you have a little trepidation, a little, bit, a little worries about the, the acceptance of this second book out there before you knew a lot of what's happened already? Yeah, so what's interesting, so I was an editor, you know, for 20 years before um, collaborating with Sarah, and I always used to advise my authors, get started on your second book before your first book comes out, because if the first book is a huge success, you're going to feel kind of paralyzed by that, and if it fails, then you're going to be completely demoralized. So we had actually already written two-thirds mm -hmm. of an anonymous girl yeah. by the time Wife was Wife published. But, you know, of course, when your first book is super successful there's you know all, the bar is so high right and we're you know we we, we want to keep going higher so there was yeah. a little bit of, there was wow some, yeah. well you're setting your bar very high for this next one that you said you're <laughs> yeah. working on now but we you know three starred reviews for an anonymous girl and looking at the initial print run you guys have doubled it from the initial print one from when the wife between us was first out so it's incredible a half a million initial print run isn't that about right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, were, we were completely stunned, but I guess yeah. Wife is 10 plus printings and counting, right. so they keep yes, going back to press. Yeah. Um, so we have been stunned um, by by kind of what's happened. We still sort of can't believe it. Yeah. And every yeah. week, I mean, we just found out we're on the New York Times bestseller list again this week at right. number six, and we we are so grateful yeah. for all so, of this. Yeah. yeah. And I want to tell you, this book really got into my head, literally. And, and when you're thinking about the characters in the books, I was in her head as she's describing in first person what's happening with everything. So where did the germ of the spark start for an anonymous girl? Tell us where, because you guys collaborate so closely and it's an interesting collaboration, but where did the spark of the germ start? Yeah, I mean, there are a few different things we can point to that were kind of the very beginning of the idea of the book. We, we talk every day for hours and hours when we're in the plotting phase. And our favorite expression is, what if? Um, so we will throw out an idea and then kind of build on it and come up with maybe 100 ideas the next day, toss out 99. But when we look back, there are these three things. Um, one of them is that we really wanted there to be a sense of immediacy for the reader. We wanted our reader to feel as though they were sitting in a chair in an ethics and morality study grappling with these complicated questions. What would you do? And so we wrote part of the book in the second person where you're literally reading it, you know, yeah. what would yeah. you do yeah. if this happened? 
And there were two other little pieces um, that uh, I think we felt really informed this book. And one of them was the relationship that somebody has with their therapist. It's such an intense, complicated relationship. And you know, if you're the one sitting in that chair spilling your guts to somebody who maybe started out as a stranger that you're paying, you know, you're kind of wondering, what are they thinking of me? And what is their, their life really like? And then the third piece, why don't you talk about that, the newspaper article we both read. Yeah, so we had both read um, an article in the New York Times about a woman whose boss called her into his office and he accused her of stealing. And he said, I need you to strip down because I think you have, yeah, <laughs> you can see where this is going. Yeah, so right. he strips her down, he rapes her, and then he walked her to her car and said, get home safely. And the juxtaposition of this horrible violent act with this with these you know with this with these sort of nurturing words was so disturbing to us and you, uh, you know since you've read the book you know that that's it's a very very small teeny part of the book but this is how we generate our ideas. Like we listen to podcasts, we read Psychology Today, we read articles, we are constantly texting, emailing each other with things that might inform our yeah, stories. Right. And we know everything about our characters from like, you know, what they eat from breakfast to, you know, like how much they weigh. You know, we're like, we just know everything. Stuff that isn't in the book. If you yeah. ask us questions right. about our character, we could answer. You could answer. So you've really built these characters from their DNA, every yeah. little piece Absolutely. of DNA that makes yeah. them, makes them yeah, We love that. So, so Jessica Ferris, who is the protagonist of the book, 28 years old, she's a makeup artist. She's struggling financially. She has, you know, she helps care or provide financial support because she has a, a sister who has special needs. And um, she, this study that she decides to become part of, she finds out in an interesting way. I don't want to tell, we don't want too many spoilers yeah. here. Because there's so much revealed as everything is built through this. This book has still stayed with me. It's still literally yeah. in my head. <laughs> Thank you. But it's, so she is, she, it's $500. It's $500. And she's such, she's such a, you know, throughout the book, I, I, it's one of those books when you read, you scream at it and you slam it shut. And, mm -hmm. and you just want to, you, you got to step away for a second because you can't believe that certain things are happening or you want to stop somebody from doing something. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but the character of the doctor, Lydia Shields, wow. Creepy. And I love the way the chapters are short. They go back and forth between Jessica and Dr. Shields. And Jessica, of course, telling it in the first person, but then we have Dr. Shields, which makes this sound like she's really analyzing you as well as you. she is Jessica. And so this clinical sense. And I wonder how you got the idea to do this in such short chapters like this, but going back and forth. And did you guys share both of the writing for both of these characters going back and forth and the other characters? But how did, how did, you, how did you write this together? Well, we, I mean, from the beginning, when we, when we started to write Wife, we knew we wanted to write every line together. Okay. So unlike many co-authors, and I edited a lot of them, who might share chapter, who might alternate chapters or take on a different character, we knew that we wanted to do, we wanted to do both. So we write through um, Google Docs. 
and Google Hangout. And that's why I call Sarah. She thinks it's a mystery, but I call I her every day. I how she calls me through the computer. <laughs> and she won't tell me because she likes having that little bit of mystique. Yeah. So your computer starts talking to you. Yeah. I, I just yeah. click and there's Greer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so, do you so you're not seeing each other, you're just hearing no, each other. No, we, we taped no. over the camera okay. because occasionally right. the yeah, camera no, will go on. That. and we'll yeah. It's like yeah. looking down at your phone and realizing it's flipped and you yeah. just kind of scream. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we do every single line together and in real time. It's amazing to me that you are speaking with the same writer's voice, and yet you are two different people. Well, we're different, but yeah. we're eerily similar. We yeah. are the exact same age. We are terrible cooks. We both played field hockey in high school. We both studied journalism and psychology. Yeah. We're both very close to our brothers. Who, who are, are both, both named, named Robert. Robert. I mean, it was We show weird. up wearing similar, like we're both in black pants and blue. Look at this our was boots. not planned. Yeah, we don't shop together because we live in different cities. Yeah. We have so, so New York and DC. And DC. Yeah. When we're writing yeah. together, we say the same word, the same line at the same time, an uncanny number of times. Yeah. It's, so we say we have one so brain, yeah. but it takes track of both of our brains to keep track of all right. of the twists in our books. And well, and the other thing is, you you both have a journalism background, which is so interesting, and you know, and being an editor for twenty years at Simon and Schuster and doing so much, and then having eight no six previous novels before eight, eight, eight yes. before you wrote these two together. So you're bringing different things to the table, but yet you. I think it's just incredible. I've never heard of a partnership like this before. I know. Right. Sometimes we don't even want to analyze it too closely yeah. because it's there is something really magical about it. It really, it's really unique. I mean, Sarah got us T-shirts that say "Better Together" because yeah. truly, I mean, I could never have written a book no on my own. I, but yeah, you know, I never could have written these. I mean, right. these books right. really do require yeah. us both. But the, I mean, the friendship that we have and kind of the trust and the collaboration right. is so valuable to us. And you know, I think finding it too, like in the our second act, the second part of our careers, yeah. makes it feel more rewarding. And so I got her the matching T-shirt. She actually is a better friend because she got us these beautiful necklaces that we're wearing now. Oh, the, she had these oh, made. The circle is forever friendship. And there's I, a blue stone yeah. for the wife between us. And then when Anonymous was published, she had another charm with a red stone. Anonymous. Room for many more, many more collaborations. Yeah, many yeah. More. yeah, there are lucky necklaces. We have to wear them all the time. Yeah, we well, do. we sure hope for a lot more collaborations from the two of you. So, Lydia, let's go back to Lydia, oh, yeah. Doctor Shields. Oh, yeah. Okay, where did you come up with her? I I found her very interesting, and I love the way you, you call her. Studied fifty two. She's calling. Yeah, Just yeah. Subject, subject, subject fifty two. Yeah. yeah, because her questions and her talking to Jessica. That's the, the the sort of brain worm that starts going as the reader reading this stuff. Well, what's interesting is that when we started the book, um, so you heard a little bit about the genesis, but we didn't know exactly how we wanted to tell the story. So we wrote both, we wrote Jessica in the second person, we wrote Jessica in the first person, we wrote, I think we wrote them all in the third person, to, to try to figure out what the best way to tell this right. story would be. Um, and then it worked that Dr. Shields should definitely be in the second person because she is the person, you know, right. um, examining her client. But She'd be very happy to know she's in your head. Yes, that she would. would. So greatly, yeah. 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 No, it was, it was, you just had to keep, I, well, I don't want to give too much away. So, but I want to know how how do you make? Because you know, psychological thrillers or thrillers in general over the last number of years have become readers love these types of books, and you guys are really hitting the pulse of this with some stuff that are just so incredibly. They just force you to okay. You're gonna you're gonna stay where you are and finish because you you can't put it down. So what what are the, what are the elements that make a great thriller in your opinion? 
I mean, we have certain rules for each other. Okay. When we look at our you know, uh, chapters as we're writing. We always go, is the opening line the best it can be? Is the closing line the best it can be? We're pretty ruthless. We want our characters to be relatable, but to have them be in situations that, you know, are kind of larger than life. But you could almost see, wait a minute, if, if these things happen to me, I could find myself in that kind of situation and, and I might react the same way this character did. Yeah. yeah. And I think also we didn't, you know, Sarah had written eight previous books, but they weren't thrillers. Right. And I actually hadn't edited thrillers. So in some ways what I think we brought to the table was, we, there are probably rules for thriller writers, mm -hmm. We didn't know what they were, so I think we kind of so broke a lot of them, and yeah. I think maybe that's, that's a, part well, of what... a fresh look. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. I think that's wonderful. So with Jessica and, and Dr. Shields, um, their relationship... Well, we d I don't want to give too many spoilers away. This is hard <laughs> in yeah, some ways. So let's go to this question. When you think about the twists, and you guys do have twists in this, um, how do you build a story without giving too much away but yet you're going to have those twists that just blow people's minds when they read them, literally, <laughs> figuratively. But you know what, it, how do you do that that makes it so effective? It's really oh, tricky God. because we don't have perspective when we're writing. Yeah. You know, it, you need to sometimes put down the pages and take a step back and then come back right. and read them. But we often don't have that kind of time because we're writing a book yeah. a year. So, you know, we occasionally will send pages to outside readers and say, yeah. what do you think? Okay. Are we giving yeah. away too much? Or are we giving away too little? Just to kind of get yeah. that, that secret sauce exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think we're getting better at it. Like, I feel like we are knock on wood because yeah. this third book has been you know, a, a bit of a beast. Yeah, <laughs> it really has. <laughs> a beast. Um, we are wrangling it into a submission. We were actually working in the car on the way to this interview um, to get the pages right. But I think you know, it's, it really is a balancing act. You want to give readers just enough, but you don't want them to to easily figure things out. So you talk about when you're when you're building these stories and you're you, you're creating all the different aspects of a character from the way they look to all those different things. But when it comes to outlining, do you know where the book is going to end when you decide what your book is going to be? Or, and, and some authors will say, no, I, that story takes me where it's going and it's going to surprise me as it does the reader at the same time. So how do you guys go about building your stories? It's, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, some, okay, yeah, I feel good. like that we we sometimes think we know where the story is yeah. going, and then it will surprise us along. Okay. It will surprise us along the way. And what's interesting too is that I feel like our subconscious is often at work where we we put something in and we don't even think it's going to be a big part of a big you know big twist or a big part of the story, and then it ends up we're like wow, there was a reason why we planted that there. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, like we both we love that's it. yeah we love it. We get. It's electrifying. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, yeah. it's almost like we planned this. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting? Because you can share it with each other. Yeah. When, you know, yes. you, you, writing is, a, is very much a solo activity. But how wonderful to share it with oh somebody. My, it's so much better. Time. I mean, the good times, the tough times, having a partner in crime to be with. Um, right. It, it makes everything better. Touring is more fun. The right, I mean, just every single piece of it is better. I mean, it's sort of like with your, if, if you have children, I feel like that nobody understands your child as well as the two parents do. And that's what these, I feel like, what the book experience is like. So we, nobody's going to be happier when things are going well. Yeah. And no one can experience how frustrating it can be when, yeah. you know, when, you're, when we're struggling. So, yeah. so research. You know, you mentioned the New York Times article you mentioned about that. So what kind of research do you do? Because you had to do a lot of 
you know, psychoanalysis or whatever is yeah. going on with yeah. with um, Dr. Shields, you know. So what kind of research do you do? And is it hard to stop? Because it's, yeah, it's very hard, really hard to stop. the research. I know. We love that. That's she a know. lot of questions I, I always ask. Yeah. Because you can go down the rabbit hole and it's, it's hard so to get It's so much fun. Yeah. 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 We love, I mean, especially like with the experiments that Dr. Shields references. Yeah. We love, we, you know, we Google those and then we start you know, geeking out on all the psychology experiments, and we love we love that part. So, yeah, but often yeah. we'll back our way into it. Like we'll say, yeah. "Have you ever noticed that thing when somebody mentions something strange, yeah. and then you hear it three times? Like, is that is that a thing?" And we're like, "I don't know. Let's go figure it out." Right. And we research it, and then we realize, "Oh, it's actually called frequency illusion, and it's you know, kind of this noted phenomenon." So we we learn about things just kind of I think through our own curiosity some yeah. of the times. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're, you're very curious. I mean, you, it, it sort of satiates that in a way. So as, as previous journalists and studying journalism, how has those careers and also that education informed your writing, and especially of books like this, that you do have to do some research, or you just want to make sure you get it right, you know? So how has that informed your writing, all your journalism? So I, I was never a practicing journalist. I went to journalism school, but Ooh. then went right into book publishing. Yeah. Um, but it did it did teach me to pay attention to the. De you have to get things right, even sure. if it's fiction. Right. You have to make sure that it's accurate. So you know we're researching. Like if we're taking we're we're writing something about a subway, we have to make sure that, that all the details about the subway are you know are accurate. But you could better speak to us because you didn't. You were I a mean, I think actually the thing that um, my journalism background helped me the most with is learning to write without having the conditions be perfect and just learning to get down the ugly first draft because you know if you're on deadline for a city editor you've got to turn that story in so i think that was was probably the most helpful thing to me so you know when when being a writer of pre eight previous novels, you brought something to the table and being an editor for 20 years or senior editor at Simon and Schuster now, that experience and your experience, what did that bring to the table when you sat down to write that first book? And as it continues on, as, your, as more novels come out, um, is the editing thing, is it easier to step back and not be the editor or and be the author? Or do you understand authors better now that you're an author? <laughs> I definitely understand authors yeah. better. Like the right. neuroses that, yes. uh, you know, I can't believe how, you know, nervous or excited just being, you know, really on the, you know, it, in the trenches like that is right. that's unique and different. I don't have an editor hat anymore. I mean, Sarah and I are both we okay. both go in and and edit we in suggested mode. Um, so I feel like you know I, I probably what was most nerve wracking is that I didn't have as much confidence as a a writer. You know, like Sarah had written eight books, so I was kind of entering this. And you know, I said to her, she said to me, "Do you want to write a book together?" And I said, "Let me think about it." And then when I finally said yes, I was like, "Look, if you want to back out at any time, you know, feel free." It was like a prenup because I was just worried, like, "Well, gosh, why does she think this is going to work?" So. It kind of worked. It kind of worked. It kind of did. It worked. I think we're onto something. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know that from the beginning. We didn't yeah. know. But being Sarah's editor yeah. and then working collaboratively together in writing, that that was was that a switch? I mean, to move from that to that, or your your friendship was already you know well founded, yeah. right? Yeah. Before that, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I mean, we're both so collaborative. Yeah. So we were close friends, and I think we had the same narrative instincts. We liked you know the same kind of books. We it, it just seemed, you know, I came up with the idea of like us writing a book together. I just, we were on the phone one day, Greer told me she was leaving Simon & Schuster, and I didn't want to lose her as a friend and as a colleague. 
And, you know, I also just had the sense we could write something really special together. So I kind of blurted it out without even really thinking it through. Just my gut said, yeah. we need to do this. And that's one of our differences, actually, because yeah. Sarah is more is more instinctual and yeah. I am more analytical. analytical. Yeah. Right. So that, and I think that actually really helps us. Yeah. I mean, as, as our, yeah, totally. we, it's a good so balance. it's sort of the yin and the yang. Of yeah. the yeah. But, but yeah. just, you know, just, I didn't feel bad when Greer asked me to wait 12 hours before she gave me her answer, because when Steven Spielberg's company asked yeah. us to write the right. screenplay yeah. for The Wife Between Us, Greer needed to think on it a little. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was jumping up out of my chair, I like, I will write this in my blood yeah, on my sleeve right. right now, whatever you want. I'm and just cautious. I just have to think it, everything through. And I don't know. Just it's the way, good. Just We're the like way. the yin and the yang yeah, in certain know, ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how, how was that? You know, you said you've just turned in the screenplay for The Wife Between Us. What was that like writing that together compared to writing the novel it's based on? Was it fun? Yeah, or was it was it great? I think we would have killed other screenwriters who did. Yeah. You know, yeah, who, who right. if, had they done this to our book? Yeah. Um, because you know what you don't realize is that a, a novel is four hundred pages. A screenplay right. is one hundred and twenty with a lot of margin space. Sure. You have to cut things. You have to lose things. You can't tell the same story, yeah. and you're telling it differently. You're not telling what your character's thinking and their background and their motivation. You're seeing them on the screen. You have their dialogue, and you know that's it. And the visual cues. So we had to write. We wanted to, to remain faithful to the intent of the book, yeah. but we did have to write somewhat of a different story. Well, and I think that will make your readers a lot happier that you were the ones who wrote the screenplay. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many authors, who say, well, I, had, I just had to let it go, you know, because they're just going to do their own thing on it. It's a different interpretation. But I think that's, I think it'll make a lot of your readers who adored this book very happy. No. So, so and, and knowing what parts to, to leave out, because you can't put it all. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yes. so tell us about the TV show that you're doing, your executive producers. So Whatever that means. Oh, we have no idea. <laughs> we just want a chair. I don't know. <laughs> so, when will that, is that going to be in, in production soon, or what's what's going yeah. on? So, they've already attached writers to it, okay. and we should have some news any Next day now. week, yeah, yeah, I think we'll have some, some good news yeah. on that. But I think the TV show will happen before the movie. The movie will take a little bit longer, um, but I think the TV show will happen hopefully, you know, before too long. And it's, you know, it's been, the writers they hired are great. Yeah. We read their spec script and we talked with them about their vision. Exactly. It would be a continuing series. It, um, yeah, hopefully we'd be on the air you for a while. You could totally see that with this, though. I mean, that was what interesting is that with Wife, all along, we felt like it should be a film, mm -hmm. and with Anonymous, yeah. we thought this should be a, ser a TV series. Yeah. There's just a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can really you think say about that. the way yes. the book is, is, yeah. is built. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's exciting. Um, so, what about casting? Now, you now when you said you you think of a character, you build them all their DNA and what they are. Will you have any say in the movie? Mm. We won't have no. say. We will have. Input in the so, movie? No, not in the movie. Oh, not in the movie. I'm yeah. sorry, in the, in the TV show. No, okay. not in the movie. Yeah. In the movie yeah. Although I feel like the movie, I mean, the the company Amblin, they have been wonderful to they us. Have. Yeah. We've been on calls with you know the different producers, yeah. with the you know president of production. They've yeah. been very. Um, warm yeah. and welcoming to yeah, us. They really so have it seems like they hope. really want it to be a collaboration too. Yeah. So, you know, tell us about how you work together. I think this is such an interesting thing. And I, I, I think I read something where you, you'll meet at least once a month. Oh, yeah. Now, you've yeah. been meeting because you're, you're on yeah. tour. And I'm yeah. sure you did a lot of writing because I know you're working on the next novel, which will be another question I ask. But how does that, how do you do this? How do you do this besides using Google Docs yeah. 
and you can talk to each other every day. Yeah, so we go to, we used to go to each other's cities, um, and now we meet in Philly, which is midway between oh. New York and yeah. DC, and we used to meet for really like 36 hours, and now we do 48 hours, because it just, it's never yeah. enough time. Um, and we like to bring giant Post-its, and here's another one of our differences, because um, uh, Sarah, have you seen Homeland, Carrie Matheson? She's like, oh, yeah. so yeah, okay. So she does the post-its like crazy, like they're all, all messy. Of the walls. All of the because walls, you, messy, you know, We write crazy. different things. We write ideas for scenes and character, yeah. and I like it to kind she of sees you know, be a mosaic. She's you as Claire Danes. Yeah, doing. totally. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know, okay. what about this? And we move this one here, <laughs> and this one is like, the edges are not straight. I, she was I like going around trying to fix them all and number them, and so that's yeah. like one of our differences. It yeah. must look like a, a you know a detective's office where well, you're putting oh everything. Dear. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yes. I know, I know well, what she's going to say. Yeah. Um, so when, <laughs> when I went to DC once. Why don't you take it away? What happened in D.C.? Greer so. stayed at a hotel on Capitol Hill. I met her. I brought the post-it notes. We homelanded the walls. And it was my job, I've been told, to take <laughs> down the post-it notes. It was her city. It's her job. So I'm I did photograph them all. I always photograph them to have a record. But, you know, we were packing to leave. We, I got distracted by something shiny. And you know, we <laughs> ran out. And when we got to the um, train station, Greer said, did you get the post-it notes? And I realized that we had left, and we were writing anonymous, so we had things like, you know, gun or knife, and, you know, murder or this, and all over the walls of the hotel room she had checked into under her real name. Yeah, so we were worried that I would be on some, Do know, not fly list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something, but they let her back in. They had been let back in, but yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so great. So this, this collaboration, and I'm sure you, you both have kids, and your families are probably really close, and your husbands are probably jealous of your relationship. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I just think it's just wonderful. I've never heard of this kind of collaboration that is just so joyous. Yeah, that's really wonderful. So um, I wanted to know about, you know, starting as, as authors, what is your earliest recollection of something that you wrote, and that something maybe your mom or dad your, said, oh, i got to keep this, that you really felt that I'm going to be a writer? Yeah. Do you either have those those when you were young? I mean, you tried yeah. to get published. Yeah, I mean, I still have manuscripts I would send to publishers in New York yeah. when I was a little kid. I have Miscellaneous Tales and Poems, <laughs> which was a masterpiece. Um, I think it's, like, underrated, but I, I wrote it on three-ring binder paper and yeah. tied it with ribbon and illustrated it and would send th things like that off to New York publishers, and they would all be sent back. But, yeah, I have The Lost Gold, which is kind of like, I feel like a thinly veiled Nancy Drew ripoff that I wrote. <laughs> and that's and what's funny, so my... Um, novel that I wrote at a, as a young girl was in a composition book and it was yeah. called Secrets which I think oh, is kind of a good fun, title right but isn't yeah. that funny it's yeah. like that being well, no, you know, there's th I can there's see a lot of things at an early age that led you where you are today oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's all sure. Judy Bloom, Nancy Drew, yes. Harriet the Spy, Harry the Spy. Oh, oh Harriet the Spy well that's, yeah, that's a classic yeah. right yeah. So you mentioned about what you're working on now without you know giving too much away can you give us a little hint of what's coming up Psychological thriller, okay. strong female protagonist, okay. <laughs> kaleidoscope twists and turns. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it'll have you know two two narrators. Yep. Yep. Alternate chapters. Um, yeah. yeah, we're actually really excited about it. It's um, you know it, it, in the beginning you're kind of like a little bit despairing and and you fall in and out of love with it, but actually I. It's, it's going to be really good. Yeah, I know. We're, in a, good, really we're in a good spot right now. We're in love yeah. with it. If you're again. enjoying this as much or more of the two previous novels, writing this together. Yeah. 
That's wonderful. Okay, so um, with these interviews, I have a, a lightning quiz. Oh, gosh. So, okay. Well, you know, it's every writer is a reader, uh -huh. right? Um, so I'm going to ask you sort of about your reading life. So, okay. 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 So I'll start with you, Greer, and then Sarah. We're just going to go the same question. So as fast as you can think okay. of the answer, we'll go. Favorite book as a child? Harriet the Spy. Um, Little Women. Little Women. Okay. A favorite book in college or high school that has still stayed with you? Oh, um, Mona Simpson's Anywhere But Here. In Cold Blood, Truman Capote. Oh, that was one of my favorites, too. Okay, a book you faked reading, because we've all done it. Nobody can say they have. Oh, um, sing Under It Sing. War and Peace. Okay, good yeah. choice. Well, that's, no. Okay, um, how about a thriller? A thriller you wish you had written? Ba well, Bad Blood, which I just read, the uh, Elizabeth Holmes nonfiction, yes. yeah. Theranos. We just wish that we'd come up with her as a character because she is so evil. So we just think it would be so great to take, have taken that in, as fiction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Gone Girl, of course. <laughs> All right, an evangelist, the book you've been an evangelist for, one of your favorite books you've ever read that you could not tell enough people they had to read. <sighs> Oh, so I know this is hard. Really, That's really just whatever, whatever comes to mind. Really I guess. Fast. I guess at the time when I read The Help, I feel like I told everybody about okay. The Help. But yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I read yeah. a lot. When it's whenever I'm reading them, I'm super excited. I know. About. I know. Yeah, we both get hard. so excited. I'm going to throw out uh, what Alice forgot. Leanne Moriarty. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if you could have a dinner with three authors, alive or dead, I know this is a hard one. And you would be the fourth person at the dinner, and I'll be hiding under the table listening to what's of going course. on. Yeah. So, uh -huh. what would those three authors be? Um, I can, I'll put Michelle Obama since she's an mm -hmm. author. Um, I would put Leanne Moriarty because I feel like she has been able to do this over and over again successfully. So I'd want to glean some wisdom from her. Um, and oh gosh, um, and maybe the guy who wrote Blood Blood because that's my most recent. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh my gosh, my mind just went completely blank. Let's see, dinner Truman party. I, I, you yeah. know, Truman Capote. I mean, he'd be sassy fun, right? He would be great. Um, uh, Jane Austen, she would be also sassy fun, I feel. And then maybe somebody contemporary, um, Malcolm Gladwell. Let's mix it up a little. Ooh, yeah, wow. yours are good. I'm coming to your dinner party. <laughs> well, you would be there, of course. Yeah, yeah. we share a chair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, favorite book you wrote with your kids when they were young that you loved to cuddle oh, up that with? we read. Oh, that we read with, yeah, that I read with my kids? kids. Yeah. Oh, probably something by Roald Dahl, probably. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, I love the Elephant and Piggy books. Oh, They're yeah. so sweet. Yeah. 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 And what are you reading now? What's on your nightstand? Um, I'm, can I, I'm reading a galley. Can I just talk about sure. a galley oh, I'm reading? Course. Okay, yeah. Christina Alger, who wrote um, The Banker's Wife. Yeah. She sent her new galley to me called Girls Like Us, and I literally have like 15 pages left, and I can't put it down. Okay. So, the, yeah. 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 And I got the same galley, so I'm going to be reading uh, yeah. that as well. But a book I just finished uh, fairly recently is My Sister, The Serial Killer, oh, yeah. which That's is a, a great one. Yeah, terrific great book. One. Humor yeah. and, yeah. you know, surprising. Yeah. yeah. That's a great one. Well, you guys, thank you so much. A plus on that quiz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we like A pluses. Yeah. And many yeah. thanks for sitting thanks. down and talking with me. And congratulations. Thank and we can't you. wait till number three comes out. But keep writing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us. us. Oh, yeah. for sure. Great conversation with Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen about their new book. It's an incredible psychological thriller that you will have to read in one sitting, maybe two. But it's called An Anonymous Girl, a psychological thriller that'll stay with you and in your head for a very long time. Thanks for joining me on Authors Revealed. <laughs>